I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to a new episode of Maths Hysteria, a podcast all about Married at First Sight with me, Omar Abid. Normally, I'd be joined by my friend and co-host Kelly Rickard, but she is busy with, I don't know what she's doing, maintaining her hair. She seems to get a lot of comments about her hair on social media. Uh, No, she's busy with work. She's doing a lot of gigs as well and workshops this week. So we have a special guest host. Uh, We interviewed her just a few weeks ago. I think she was on the on the show for about about five minutes. So, so plenty, <laughs> if <plenty>. that, <laughs> the fantastic Lara Air. Hello, hi. Hey, yeah. hey, how are you? <laughs> I am fantastic. Thanks. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, you're more than welcome. We really enjoyed talking to you. So you seem like a a, a natural choice to to ask when when we well, needed someone to cover. I enjoy talking. So <laughs> amazing. <laughs> it's a win win. So, how have you been filling your time? um yeah well I'm still working at the chicken shop (laughs) (laughs) slim chickens that's it that's it um you know it's uh so life goes on um I kind of thought things might you know change a bit you know they kept saying oh it's all gonna be crazy it's all gonna change um it it didn't it doesn't (laughs) it's all the same (laughs) um but I'm doing you know a few podcasts and I'm trying to do some stuff on my Instagram so I've still been enjoying it I'm still watching the show religiously Um, I'm a super fan so I'm I'm still enjoying that yeah we we saw you uh doing just described them off air as post-match <laughs> analysis which it's good it's, it's good fun isn't it 
Yeah, I don't know if my other cast members love it as much as I do, but um, but I'm trying to do it from the uh, point of view of I'm I'm just watching it just the same as everybody else. It's not any you know backstage kind of things going on. I'm just watching it the way everybody else does and commenting on it the way everybody sees it. So um, yeah, it's I just I keep trying to keep it real. I don't know how much people appreciate my honesty. Are you are you actually grateful in a way because like we've seen how some people have had really negative social media reactions or even for the ones who it's been positive it can be it seems like it can be overwhelming you know what uh i'm actually i do really well with that kind of thing i i think i uh, i my parents are the same as me <laughs> we kind of keep it real I keep you know i bully my kids every day so that they can go out to the outside world and feel good and not not be worried <laughs> so i mean even if i get negative comments i don't they don't bother me i find it hilarious actually and i just try to put a, a positive spin on it I, it's i i just think it's all, all fun really i don't try to take on any of the crap so um so yeah i think i would have been okay with all the <laughs> with all <laughs> the crap in the end but um, yeah i know some people have found it really struggled with it so um people are so weird though aren't they i mean it's nice they get invested in the show but it sometimes it's just like come on <laughs> yeah definitely i mean that's something i want to touch on later actually with one of the couples but it's interesting the people who take it in good uh, in good humor because like especially for our our podcast a lot of the tweets i put out are taking the piss really and it's like but generally that's the not... joy of it though isn't yeah. it like that's that's why that's why you watch the show as well I mean yeah okay for the the romance and everything but I just like to take the piss out of people so <laughs> yeah. you yeah. think I'd be nicer after being on it but I'm not <laughs> <laughs> uh, last time we spoke to you um you were you wondered if you might have uh more contact from Richie given you know what some of the stuff <laughs> you've been saying have you heard from Richie since no he's put on a, a few weird things I mean I don't follow him and he's blocked me but I I get sent things from um people that follow me and he puts on some some weird stuff on his Instagram he's posted a thing saying you best be real careful what you say about me oh, <laughs> and, uh, uh, and and just some ones like saying I should have legged it and <laughs> which is it's fine he's entitled to his own opinion I wish he'd legged it too <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> you and me both. <laughs> so we're coming to uh, coming towards the end of the the series now. We've we've had the final dinner party last night. Yeah, it's just the final vows to go. In just in general, how have you found the the program? Are, are you a bit fatigued by it? A bit tired? I mean, I'm mean, I'm essentially saying I'm a bit tired. Now. Yeah, but now listen, I lo- and I I love it. But this, I always find, and this is not just this episode, this series. It's it's all the series. I don't love final date nights. Um, I do think it's funny though, because when you watch the Australian, they get like these elaborate dates that goes on for about three episodes, don't they? Where they've got those, they got the drones coming in. There's like three <laughs> different locations. I mean, and then you look at poor Jonathan and Sophie's where they're at that winery, and they could have been anywhere. They could have been at a Witherspoons, right? Like there's just it's got like a picture of a cask behind them, and they're sat at a wooden table with a what a shitty glass of wine. I, I mean, I call fraudulent activity that they're actually at a winery. I mean, they didn't <laughs> even show the outside did they <laughs> yeah it's, uh, and then uh matt and whitney well we'll come to that we'll come to them in, in i just course. i just i just felt like the budget had definitely died at that point <laughs> like <laughs> right your your date's going to be at a mcdonald's enjoy <laughs> <laughs> 
you can only have two pots of barbecue sauce. <laughs> that glamping as well. Like, um, I think that was definitely still camping. I don't think there was much glamour in that. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Because you mentioned the Australian series. Some of those episodes, most of their episodes are an hour and a half long. And I would say the majority of the UK ones have been an hour, which I think yeah. has been better. It's, but it's odd how sometimes you're like, oh, I feel like I need I need more episodes. And then two episodes later, you're thinking, oh, let's move along. This is all a bit samey. Oh, I know. But I mean, I, I do feel like this week kind of lags a little bit. And I feel like it always does. But at least it's not like Love Island where you enjoy the first two weeks and then you're held hostage for about a month and nothing happens. And they talk about nothing, you know. So, but um, yeah, I... I, I I just kind of want to I kind of want to get to the end, but that's probably because I'm on the last two episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Bring Laura back. <laughs> <laughs> so what's the? Uh, so I guess we've got final vows for tonight, tomorrow, and then next week's going to be final commitment ceremony. Monday uh, is dinner. Yeah, Monday's dinner party, and Tuesday is the last like reunion commitment oh, thing, right, and then yeah, that's yeah. it, and then we're done. Wow. Wow. No. It's gone. I mean, I say it's I'm tired, but it's gone by pretty quickly. Yeah, you think that, and then as soon as it's done, you're like, oh, it's like leaves a math-shaped hole in your heart. Where where is <laughs> where has it gone? What am I gonna do every night at 9:30 when I'm talking to my phone? Like <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, when you mentioned Love Island, I've never I've never watched that. Are you into oh, that? don't. It's like they it's this whole thing about banter. They keep going on about banter. There's not a bance between them. I mean, I, I think there was two two episodes where they talked about toppings on pizza. So you're not missing anything. <laughs> so maths is definitely funnier <laughs> than uh, than Love Island. Well, I think it's just people are a bit more grown up, and I think that's helpful. You know, to, I think you have to have a bit of life experience to have stuff to talk about. If I'm honest, but um, yeah, I just I just I enjoy the process more of watching this. There's more going on. I just don't feel like sitting around watching people in their swimsuits for an hour every day really cuts it for me (laughs) right well there is a lot to talk about because we're coming coming near to the end so I think let's start talking about the couples and especially last night's dinner party So last night's dinner party, final dinner party, and the big news, what we tend to do is talk about the people who've left. And yeah. I've not seen this before where a couple have decided to leave at the dinner party because they just knew it wasn't <laughs> going to go any further. But don't Thomas you find this has happened a lot during this one? Like It always used to be if they write, leave, stay, you had to stay, and now people are just chopping and changing on the couch. And now, again, Thomas and Adrian have now decided at the dinner party that they have had enough and they're going to go. Um, I feel like the, I feel like they've got everyone's got off script this season. What do you think of that? Like Kelly and I spoke about it, about being able to change your decision on yeah, the Sunday or whatever. I heard you guys talking about that. Yeah, and, and I heard what you were saying as well, saying like it's in this day and age where we have to be so careful about things, it, is it really nice to hold people hostage once someone's <laughs> decided to leave? Um, I feel like if 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 the one person was still willing to work on it a little bit they probably would encourage them to try and stay but i feel like in the in these instances when like we knew Kwame and Keisha were done didn't we i mean come on it was done um and it wouldn't it wouldn't have been fair and I, to keep one of them there i think it, i think they they're going on the circumstance 
quite frankly. Yeah. And I think I think Adrian and Thomas were done, but I think it was nice that Adrian wanted to give it one last little chance. Uh, and I think after that that amazing day, <laughs> I think that was definitely uh -uh, done, wasn't it? Yeah, um, Thomas. To be fair to him, he complained a lot about the the go karting and all that sort of stuff. But he 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 does go through with it. He doesn't like he doesn't have a strop to the point where he's not going to do it or anything like that. No, I mean Thomas is you know with his his lovely rage and regret, <laughs> rage and regret. <laughs> but um, Thomas just needs to have a moment with himself and then come back and re reevaluate the situation. I think, and I know why Adrian picked that. I he picked it because he that was the first moment on their honeymoon when they really did connect even though they weren't getting along and it was, and Thomas was screaming the whole time. He, they found it funny and I think they, they connected. And I think Adrian was trying to recreate that. And all Thomas could see was I fucking hated it the first time. I fucking hate it now. What on earth are you doing? Right. And I could see Adrian was thinking, how did this go so horribly wrong? I was trying to do something lovely. Yeah. Thomas was like, fuck off. Yeah, I think he said, um, the only thing I like is being, being spun around on his cock. <laughs> oh, you've got to love that. I'm going to love the one-liners from Thomas. <laughs> yeah, no, he's, he's very funny. I actually think their discussion kind of summed it up very well. And this is why I've always had a soft spot for Thomas, because he does things which, you know, we'll probably come to a bit later that I don't agree with, like the way he talks to women and things like that, that I don't agree with. But he he did appreciate that when Adrian was saying, oh, you've put... I've put all the work in, you know, I've worked my ass off and all this. And Thomas was like, yeah, you, you have, you have. But yeah. we're just not at that level where the intimacy is not there. And yeah. they're like an old married couple, right? They're like an old married couple, which mm. is great. But, you know, you want to have the honeymoon stage before you become the old married couple. And they'd it's like they'd skipped all that and gone into the slippers and cups of tea, you know. And I and I, I think there's a definitely more of a friendship than anything else there. And I, it's it's a shame because we did love them. God love them. They're our triers, aren't they? And they, <laughs> they, they kept trying. But it, yeah. And I, I love the fact that they decided to call it when they knew they didn't drag it out any longer and make us sit through um, the commitments again at the end you know they just went you know we're done it's it's done we're going yeah and I can understand you know there's always an accusation of kind of anyone who goes on this show that they're, they're looking for fame or whatever and I think because you know Thomas is such a loud character that people might have assumed that of him before the yeah. show started but I think it's it just like that <laughs> he's just really is just like that yeah. on and off camera yeah, no, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sure he is, and it, and it shows like how genuine he was. That because you're so close to the end, he could have easily stayed. And, he could have, yeah, and, and milked that last that last fame tea all the way through. Yeah, to the... exactly. And especially yeah. if he'd agreed to 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 stay with Adrian at final vows. Yeah, then it's it's like you say, it's that extra thing. But it's, it's he obviously, you know, I can understand why he changed his mind at that commitment ceremony because. In the moment, with Adrian saying things quite passionately about wanting it to work, I can understand why Thomas changed his yeah. mind. But then... he deserved to do that because Adrian had stuck by him so much. He deserved to give Adrian that chance as well. Um, yeah. But I love the way they did it as well. I, I thought it was very grown up of Thomas. 
Um, I thought they handled it really lovely. I didn't like the snidey looks going around the table from the people that he doesn't get along with. I felt that was a really real moment for them. And I felt like people should have just been a little bit more grown up in that moment and stopped rolling their eyes and all the rest of it. That I thought was a bit, it just made them look a bit shitty, really. Well, this is the other thing about the the dinner party was that big argument that just kept flaring up. (laughs) And it started, I would say, I don't think Thomas helps himself, which I'm sure he'd agree no. with. <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> Never. Why, why not just, fair enough, half the room hates you, half the room loves you. And it's not just him, obviously, the whole group oh, yeah. was divided. It's, it's like Star Wars, right? It's like <laughs> you've, got, <laughs> you've got the Darth Vader side of it. You could you could see it as well. And it's like the way they dressed as well. <laughs> the, the light fairy side, and then you had like... <laughs> I mean, yeah, the, bless uh, them. Uh, uh, they they came in matching outfits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Whitney and April were almost identical, weren't they? Almost identical. I couldn't start laughing. I was like, Jesus. <laughs> but, the, but but the thing is, with that, like, they all know they don't like each other. Just just be civil. And the problem with Thomas is like, you don't, you don't. That doesn't mean you have to go around the room. He said, like, I'm not going to say, oh, you've got oh, such a good heart and all this. Yeah, of course you don't. You know. You thought it was starting out so well, didn't you? I'm not going to say what couples aren't going to work. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to go there. And you're like, well done, Thomas. You're like that. Finally, you know, you're, you're getting it right. And he starts off saying such lovely things, and it all fucking just goes to shit so quickly. And the rest of you can go fuck yourselves and not say anything. Yeah. <laughs> you were like, oh. The problem is, it's like when when he was doing it, like you mentioned people rolling rolling their eyes when they'd come back in, him and Adrian had come back in. But even in the pre-dinner drinks, when Thomas is just like turning his back on them and doing all this sort of stuff. Putting his lip, he, you know Thomas is, doesn't like people when he starts putting his lip balm on, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> turns to the side and puts his lip balm on. That's, that's stage one where you know it's going to go, <laughs> it's all going wrong. Then when he starts shoving uh, bread in his mouth, that's he's, he's gearing up for a massive patty at that point. <laughs> but yeah, I just think like, why can they not on both sides just be like, yeah, we don't like you, you don't like us, but for the sake of just getting through this and enjoying our night, like... Well, I think April don't... said that, didn't she? She tried to say that, which which only made Thomas uh, turn his back to her even more and roll his eyes even more. Yeah. Um, but then you've got to remember, uh, if it had just been a dinner party that's an hour and they're just having these conversations, but they're stuck together for hours you know what I mean? so by the time they get to the end they've just had enough haven't they yeah and I suppose as well with it being the last the last one like Zoe said she thought oh it's everyone's last chance to have a go I mean it won't be because they've got the reunion oh, <laughs> yeah that's when everybody comes in real hot because they've got nothing to lose now it's the last <laughs> last hurrah <laughs> god and actually I suppose I'm um, Arguing against my own point about being civil because that's little... not like you, Omar. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you go on a whole journey. You start with one side, then you t- t- then you discuss it with yourself, then you change your mind. You come all the way back. <laughs> yeah. I like to make sure I've covered all the bases and committed to none of them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but because I literally just put a tweet out before we started this because there's been a lot of discussion about Adrian. Because I've applauded the way he was in the dinner party. And people say, no, how can you applaud him? Because he is, uh, oh, he was so angry, which is what you've accused, you know, you've not liked about other people, which is generally true. 
But Adrian's a really reasonable guy. And I think it just shows that at some point you can be as reasonable as you want. But eventually there's a point yeah. where you have to go, you know what, just fuck you. I can't be asking Well, you. this is it. And I think it means more when Adrian did it because he isn't the kind of person, he's not Thomas. He's not just going to lose his mind over an like you know somebody forgot to put breadsticks out you know <laughs> like he 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 got mad when he felt like he really needed to get mad and and not a moment before and unlike matt who keeps pretending like if he's the reasonable man who keeps telling everybody to be reasonable and grown up whilst then you know kind of being shitty to everybody like <laughs> do you know what i mean yeah. he's like you know basically gaslighting everybody going look you know i'm going to speak in this voice and i'm going to be really grown up about it so i'm going to be really an asshole about it but now i'm i'm going to make you guys look insane because i'm being so reasonable yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I said that last when he gave the speech at the previous oh. Uh, yeah, he keeps part. doing it though. He it, it, he hasn't done, just done it once or twice. It's like his thing, isn't it? You know. Yeah. To say at that uh, commitment ceremony when he said Thomas and Adrian's relationship is completely fabricated, <laughs> it's absolutely ridiculous. It's like there's so much genuine emotion in that between them, and they're clearly trying to work on it and things. I can understand why Adrian was just like, well, pissed off because that's why they're all pissed off. And you know, it's not about you know finding love for them from if Whitney and Matt are real or not it's about the fact that everybody's been in this journey for such a long time the, the original couples and they've tried so hard and they've been given all these tasks to do and they've they've worked through it and they've had all this drama and stuff and for someone to come in at the last minute and then say well you're not having sex so you're not real <laughs> see ya <laughs> do you know what I mean it's it's a bit it's a bit presumptuous really isn't it so is that what's annoying everyone because because to me this is Again, I'm playing both sides of the argument. Like, I don't particularly like Matt and Whitney, I suppose. But I also don't get, like, why is everyone so outraged? It's like, they're just like, yeah, they're a new... But these kind of things happen in reality shows. And, like, yeah, you might not like them. But to be like, oh, my God, the integrity of the experiment. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not, not making vaccines for stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Not that big a deal, and you're you're only gonna have to see them for another few weeks. Like they're annoying and everything, but to to be to be like even someone like Zoe to walk into the pre-drinks uh, for the dinner party and just ignore them. It's like, is it that bad? <laughs> Jesus. The thing is, is that it it's the it's the craziest thing when you're in it. It's so intense because it's your whole world, right? <laughs> I mean, like. Like when you're out in the real world, you see different people. I just talked to the postman, you know, <laughs> you're in this, you're, you're off at Little, you're doing all your stuff, you've got a job, you've got friends. In this experiment, you're, it's, that is your bubble of people, right? Mm -hmm. You don't talk to anybody but those people or you don't, or to each other and you're 24 hours a day stuck in this. So by the time you get to the end, it's a little, it's a little insane, you know, because you're, it's like, like you're being held captive in this little bubble of people. So I, I imagine it's, I mean, I I think I got out at the right time, really. Uh, I think if you go to the end, it's really intense by the time you, you get there. I think everybody's probably chewed all their fingernails off by this point. So. Mm -hmm. in, so in terms of the, how much time are you spending with them, like on a day-to-day day-to-day basis because you know I've seen stuff on social media about everyone hanging out in the apartments and things like that and I guess you know when you're not filming or even when you are filming you're just like you're having a drink and stuff because there's not much else to do maybe is it is that well that's it I mean you're in an apartment building together so either you're with your partner or you're in somebody else's apartment 
and or you're filming and that's all you're doing you know i mean mm-hmm. you just you're, you're stuck in there so it's uh it's it's really really intense and i and it sounds crazy but like when you're in there for a week of a relationship feels like a month right. you know so because you would never spend 24 hours a day with your partner would you you'd you, you, and you would you go off somewhere at least in another part of the house but, you know you're in yeah. an apartment with two rooms so it's like this all the time face to face looking at each other so <laughs> stuff can build up to be much bigger than it than it this actually is what is. yeah exactly that's exactly what it is something that in the outside world you wouldn't give a shit about it means everything inside yeah i just can't experiment. imagine like is there anyone in your life where the richie aside where if you <laughs> saw them in a room you would just ghost completely blank them i don't know if there's anyone in my in my life who i would do that no you mean like like we don't have nemesis outside in the real world (laughs) but it's almost like evil villains isn't it but i mean when i um yeah i uh well i filmed something and and richie was there recently and i some somebody in the audience made a comment that she's completely on the other side of the room she's like (laughs) i was doing a thomas i had my back (laughs) like just (laughs) As if I just, I just, I, and it's so juvenile as well. And I, I, you're right. I wouldn't probably ever do that in real life. And yet I am now doing it because I'm just like, <laughs> if I never speak to you again, I am so okay with that. Oh God. Yeah, it's, it's almost good. like la, 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 Fingers in your ears. <laughs> well, this is the debate I've had a couple of times with Kelly is that she's always said she would love to have the confidence to just be like, look, I don't like you. I'm okay with you not liking me. She's- I heard this, and I have to say, I was, I was, I, I was putting out the furniture at work, and I was listening to the podcast, and then Kelly said that, and I wanted to like grab my phone and call her and go, "That is me. I need everyone to like me." And um, even really, and I, yeah, it's and you even though I'm honestly- kind of an asshole as well, right? So <laughs> you should, you, you shouldn't, you should stop saying a lot of the stuff you say. <laughs> I know that's that it's really like that's the worst thing about it like you would think if I really felt like I needed everyone to like me then I'd be a nice person but I'm an I'm an absolute cunt most of the time and then I still feel sad that people don't love me I I feel like I want to be Sally Fields you love me everyone loves me but um yeah I it, it would annoy me if somebody fell out with me or didn't like me for any reason like it does kind of like the tweets don't ma- matter to me because I don't know these people but if it's mm. people that I know yeah like yeah, like it, it does kind of, I feel like, oh no, I've upset them. I mean, I get over it quick, but I'm still like kind of really want them to still kind of like me though anyway. Yeah. I feel her. I feel her on that one. Yeah, I think Kelly, Kelly was more like, because I agree, if it's someone you like or whatever, then you don't want to have conflicts with anyone like that. But even, even like, even like somebody, well, actually, no, that's, I, now I'm, I'm turning into you. <laughs> made a point that unmade my own point. <laughs> So Matt and Whitney, let's start it by, let's start it this way. Okay. Do you have any tattoos that you regret? (laughs) I think you know I do. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm like a suitcase of men's names. It's like Paris, Rome, Milan. It's Rando's names all over me. (laughs) I mean, I've got one that's so bad that um, I have one that says Patrick. And it, it was my husband. And then I dated another Patrick after him. And he didn't like that that Patrick wasn't him. So in Thai, it says Delaney. So it says Patrick Delaney. 
right. on my ass. <laughs> what, you had to add add the surname? I did, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I'll tell you what, getting a tattoo of someone's name is the kiss, ultimate kiss of death for a relationship. If you don't have the balls to break up with somebody, just get their name tattooed on you because I promise you it will be done within the week. <laughs> It's it's like a curse. It's a ama- it's quite amazing, really. <laughs> I would say, but also bear that in mind. But also, if uh, if you want to date Lara, you've got a better chance if your name's Patrick. It sounds like, or last name Delaney. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, but to be fair to Matt, he didn't have Whitney tattooed on. He had. Uh, I appreciate you. <laughs> Uh, which is so you know what really annoyed me about that as well is that because I felt like Gemma had that tattoo done for their wedding you know to show she was committed and I feel like he just didn't give a shit and now he's at a tattoo for somebody else a week later I just I felt like that was like oh yeah and that wasn't yeah great. the uh I enjoyed when him and Whitney was sat in the bath and he said oh yeah I'm glad we stuck with the process <laughs> I, I think I think that's um that's like secret speak for had sex. <laughs> <laughs> and then that shitty thing they did about Duke. What's your perfect man? I'll I'll get Duke. Like you know, for for all the the things they don't like about Thomas, that he says things that are inappropriate and they don't like. And then they are so, they do exact. They are so flippant about everybody. Do you know what I mean? Like mm. it's like if you're going to take the high road and say look I don't like that about you because you you act a certain way then you need to be like that right you need to be better but mm-hmm. they're not they just pick and choose I mean they don't care what anybody thinks about them because they're not bothered about anybody else but themselves mm-hmm. quite mm-hmm. clearly are you glad that you didn't have to uh hear Matt say to you who the fuck are you talking to? Which is his catchphrase that he used again <laughs> on Adrian. Oh, I know. Well, uh, you know, I do. We obviously we. I met him at the when I when we go to do the reunion on next oh, week. Right. So, yeah. Um, the thing is, is that because I because I left so early that I miss so much. So when I see, saw everybody, it's weird because I feel like if I'd seen things first I would have had a lot more to say at that dinner party but I was just like oh everybody it's so nice to see everybody it's great but I probably I probably would have been a bit less nice to a couple of people if I see <laughs> what I've seen because I've, yeah, I've been a bit annoyed with people. Matt and Whitney I mean I think it's obvious which way it's gonna which way it's gonna go with them. Listen I think it's nice I can see she's in love right I've, and I, I think she's absolutely 100% true in love with this guy. It was the boy. I'm in love with the boy. Um, and and I mean, I feel like it's real and I'm happy for her because we didn't get to see the real Whitney for the first four, three weeks when she was with Duca because she just decided she didn't like him for whatever reason. And she just wasn't going to try. And it was a bit shit. Um, so I'm happy for that. I just don't like the way they went about it. I don't like the way that they don't seem to give a shit what anybody thinks about it. I just think just even just lie about it and pretend like you feel a little slightly bad about the way things have turned out, you know? Um, but just, yeah, she's so, she's so loved up. She can't see anything else that's going on. And I don't think he's genuine. And I feel like she's going to give him her heart and he's going to step, step on it. Wow. Okay. Big <laughs> prediction. The- yeah. I mean, I'm no mystic Meg. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cause like I've said before, it's not that big a deal, really. Like, so what is it that's really angered people? And I think it was at that dinner party when the, when the questions came out and it was um, Whitney asked Matt, is there anything you regret? 
and he just wouldn't flat out say I felt bad for Gemma. You know, this said, is, that's what people wanted. People want wanted from him. It's so easy. They wanted him to say, um, "I'm so sorry that it went the way it did, but I've had strong feelings for Whitney, and I had to follow them. And if I hurt people along the way, then then I I wish I could go back and do it a different way, so we could still have what we have, and then and treat Gemma with a little bit of dignity. That's all they wanted, and then it would have been done, and they could have moved on. But he wasn't going to give an inch, was he? No, yeah, they're very, very defensive. I think Whitney's going to find out, though, at, at some point, if she doesn't totally agree with Matt, I think she's going to see. This is the thing. I always was shocked by women when they can see, if you can see the way a guy treats his ex, I always think that's a good sign of what you've got coming when things aren't great. So I always like a guy who's friends with his exes because it means he has still has respect for them, that he could find something nice to stay friends with, even if they couldn't make things work. I think that's always a good sign of someone's character, how they are at their worst, not how they are at their best. Right. That is a very rational thing to say. From my experience, though, <laughs> most women would be like, you can't talk to your fucking ex. <laughs> yeah, I think you've got bigger problems. You need to start coming home. <laughs> he gets it three weeks on the draw. <laughs> That's never going away, is it? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, I'm always friends. I'm usually friends with most of my exes. Um, because I just, I, I also, I don't, I, I find it really difficult to hold on to shit. You know, like I, I find it, I'd rather just be get along with people than have a, an argument or like a discussion about stuff because I just don't. So just to hold on to the anger, I find is so destructive. So I, I just generally, unless they're an absolute wackadoo, like there's been a couple. So <laughs> <laughs> for police reasons, <laughs> they can't contact me. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, that's, that's fair enough. There's definitely a point, like we said earlier, that the, you have to just be like, no, fuck off, done. Yeah. Over. But otherwise, yeah, I generally agree with you. It's just easier to be to get that right, thing, isn't it? It's, it's like, like I mean, who cares at the end of the day? Like, great, we had some time together, it was nice. Let's just, you know, if we see each other out, just have a quick chat, see how you do, and give you a hug, move on. <laughs> I think I'm quite like a man like that though. <laughs> All right. Oh, you think that's a um a, a male trait? <laughs> yeah, I think well, I think women hold on to stuff a bit more. I'm, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get I'm gonna get absolutely slaughtered for that comment now, aren't I? And <laughs> yeah, it's okay. Kelly, Kelly will be on here next week telling me off. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's fine. That's what it's all about. <laughs> Matt having a little dig at having a little dig at other people and saying this person's false and that person's false. Something that stuck out to me, Jonathan and Sophie, when they were having their argument at the the winery, was that Jonathan said, "I'm not, I'm not. If you want a soppy kid, go with someone like Jordan," which I thought was a bit of an unnecessary. No, poor Jordan. He wasn't even bloody there and he's getting it in the neck. I mean, what's Jordan ever done to anybody? <laughs> Jordan's been nice to everybody. Oh, Jonathan winds me up something, something chronic when I watch him. It's just, again, the whole thing with Jonathan, if he just said weeks ago, I didn't mean to offend anybody. I'm sorry if my comment was offensive and I'm sorry if my wife felt bad about the things I said, it would have been done. Right. It would yeah. have been just done. But he just kept banging on, didn't he? Waiting for someone to agree with him. Yeah. Say. And the thing is, I don't actually think that he was trying to be offensive in the beginning. I think he didn't hear. But the fact is, it doesn't matter if she was upset. That's all that matters. If you hurt somebody, if you say something that hurts somebody, you just apologize and move the fuck on, don't you? Yeah, he's allowed to have a have a preference. 
Yeah. It's the, oh, I don't care if you're offended. Oh, I meant it as a joke. No. Also, she was having to defend him to people, right? Because she was embarrassed for their relationship because people were saying, I don't want him as my husband. He's a dick, right? She's going, oh, no, but you don't see the side I see. And when she told him she was defending him to people, he should have then said... (laughs) I'm so sorry you've been put in this position and I really appreciate that you've done that for me. But instead, in true Jonathan fashion, he said, I don't give a fucking shit what people think about me. They can go, go fuck themselves. Yeah. Completely missed the point, didn't he? I mean, I think Paul, Paul hit it on the head when he said emotional maturity, didn't he? Yeah, definitely. I think there's a lot of people in there who are very, very defensive. And then he, he, he hides behind, you know, saying, oh, it's a joke. You you get so easily offended. It's like I know. it's like I know you are, but what am I? Like we're not five. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Just say fuck. I didn't realize that was a shitty thing to say. Now I know. Move on. But he just kept he just kept just clawing his way back, thinking if he just tells one more person, and then to tell it to Sophie's dad on the home stay. <laughs> you were just weren't you watching it, going, oh my god, stop, just stop. <laughs> You needed one yeah. of those hooks they used to have on the, <laughs> the talent shows that pulls someone back into the curtains. What uh, what did you make of his point when he said around the dinner table to Thomas that you need to be mindful of your words because what you've said has impacted our, our relationship? I feel, I feel like everybody needs a fucking, are, to, are all talking to a mirror. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you kind of want to go, hello, <laughs> what? <laughs> Jonathan's never been mindful and he always pipes up at the absolute wrong moments to defend someone at their worst right like 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 he could say things all the time but he doesn't he waits till somebody is saying the worst thing they could possibly say and then he goes yeah they've got a good point <laughs> and everyone's going no Jonathan not now <laughs> well he was the one uh, at the commitment ceremony yes. he was saying like why can't Matt we just be Whitney. happy <laughs> I know, and you're like they've just been the biggest dicks, and he goes, "Yeah, just let them be, man." Like, <laughs> I mean, bless Sophie because she really does stick by Jonathan, but I bet she's just sitting there thinking, "I wish we could just spontaneously set fire to ourselves." At this <laughs> <point>. <laughs> yeah, they are trying. The thing is, I bet Jonathan. I think he's got bogged down in this whole thing. Yeah, he's yeah. all right. I see. Yeah, I, I do too. But I do think he's got, I think he's got quite old fashioned ideas about men and women, though. And I think that that's really comes out in the things he says. Do you know what I mean? Like, and when he said, I'm only I was only telling her for her own good. It's like the worst (laughs) line. I bet I bet Kelly nearly, nearly like her head probably span around about. (laughs) Well, the best bit of that was he started by saying, he started that by saying, I'm not being patronizing. It's for (laughs) your own You know, it's like saying I'm not racist, but and saying something really <laughs> racist. Like it, it's always how those things always start, isn't it? Like <laughs> yeah. I'm not homophobic, but I hate gay people. Like, it's like <laughs> you just when he said it, you were just like everything. You every time he speaks, I put my hands up on my face like Home Alone because I'm like, <laughs> no, what's he gonna say? <laughs> but I also quite love it because I can't stop laughing because I know he's gonna say something really stupid. <laughs> <laughs> but I do think. I mean, I do like Sophie as well. Totally different to how what we we were shown of her at the wedding of being quite materialistic. Into tech. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She must. She seems like lovely, and she's clearly put the effort in with Jonathan. And this, and I don't think yeah. she would do that if he wasn't. There weren't good. I think she's him. into him. I think she's definitely into him, and I think that's. I think. I, I think she wants to be loved by him, and I just. 
I just felt bad for her when they were obviously having sex on the honeymoon. And then he, once she just started disagreeing with him, <laughs> he mm. said, oh, I don't feel that. I want to tear your clothes off. <laughs> You've already torn them off. They're in your they're in your laundry basket, mate. <laughs> That's not what a girl wants to hear, is it? Uh, yeah, now I've but... had sex with you. I don't really fancy you. But and you know, it's just because she didn't she didn't agree with everything you said. <laughs> Took the shine off having sex with yeah. her. But... <laughs> well, you said, though, about uh, he's got maybe old fashioned views about men and women. And I wonder if Sophie has that as well. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like she was saying, I want to I want to have kids and then I'm going to be at home, you know. Working. Yeah. But, but that's but the thing is, is that she comes from a very middle class background where uh, probably her mum's friends all st- are stay at home mums. My mum was a stay at home mum. But I feel like now in the economy we're in, I don't think that's actually viable for a lot of people. Even mm. if you wanted to stay home, you need two incomes to, to be able to support a family at this point. So um, I guess that's why her dad was so like like you need to make more money because if if she if this is what she thinks is going to happen they're going to need a lot of money for one of them not to work okay so next couple we're going to talk about george and april well, I think April's trying to give George a heart attack because every time she has to plan something, she either drops him off a building, <laughs> drops him out of a plane, that poor man. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit intense, isn't it? It's a, it's yeah, a... I just feel like, I feel like Thomas was mad about having to go on that thing, but George clearly, he's terrified. He can't even go on the balcony. <laughs> she makes him abseil off the side of a building and puts him in a plane. I'm just like, wow, that's, that's a bold move, April. They um they do seem to have come a long way though the last couple of weeks. Yeah, they do. I feel like yeah, I feel like he his mantra of you know it's all about the heartbeats and the baby cubs and all the like she gets it. You got a lot of kids. <laughs> Stop banging on about it for the poor woman. You've scared her shitless from day one about these <laughs> bloody kids. You would think they were all under the age of two, wouldn't you? Yeah, but, that's what. I- He's talking about his cubs. It's like one, one of them like Five heartbeats. <laughs> I just keep picturing George with like all baby Bjorns all on at once, like <laughs> strapped to him, walking around the mall. <laughs> but I mean, like I, like I said, like this, it's it's so crazy because he's in the perfect situation to work work on this relationship with April before he decides to even introduce her to his kids, you know? So I feel like he should have he spent a lot of time really worrying about that when he should have just spent some more time enjoying the relationship a bit, you know, and, and not being so intense about it. Yeah, it was interesting, the dinner party, the uh, honesty box questions when George was asked if he trusted April. <sighs> Oh, yeah, I would not have been happy if I was April. I would have been kicking him in the nuts under the table. Like, I mean, one Mississippi, two Mississippi, three (laughs) Mississippi, four Mississippi answer. I would like, you wanted him to get there quicker. I think everybody at that point was going, Jesus, George, come on. If you don't trust her by now. And again, like I've said, a week in the experiments, like a month in real life. So they've really been dating for like six months now <laughs> and he's still like mm. I mean she she can't make out with anybody else they, they she would have made out with them by now if, if she wanted to get off with someone in the experiment yeah true but you know <laughs> don't, don't forget the hot tub 
Oh my god, my my twelve year old watched it and said, "Why is he being such a melt?" It was a it was a game in a hot tub. <laughs> Just saying, if you're eleven, if your twelve year old can work it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. It was. He said, uh, "I don't. I don't trust myself." You know, it's about letting myself letting myself go. I guess it's just because he's had been hurt in the past with infidelity and things. Yeah, but here's what I'm going to say: if you decide to go, like, if you decide to go on this show, and the show is to marry a stranger, if you are not, I, I don't like it when people do these things where they go, "Oh, but I, I need, I'm holding back because I, I've been hurt or I don't trust or whatever." Then don't come on this show. Like, if you're not willing to throw yourself in a hundred percent with this person then why are you there? Like if, if you're so hurt or you don't think you can feel love or you're, you're you know, you, you're scared, then there's a different show for you. It's not this <laughs> one, you know, because what's the point? Then you're wasting somebody else's time, aren't you, really? Yeah, well, that's true. Like if you've got a fear of bugs, don't go on, I'm a celebrity, get me out of here and then say, I don't want to <laughs> eat them, right? If you're going to go on that show, you're going to be putting animal balls in your mouth on week one. And if you're not okay with that, don't go on that show. But my argument would be, though, that isn't this the most the quickest, most efficient way to get over your fear of bugs is by putting a putting a uh, a load of termites in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it. But you've got to be I mean, like he was willing to jump off a building and get in a plane. So but he's still worried about trusting April. Do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like more concentrate on letting her in and less worrying about jumping off buildings. I feel like he's <laughs> maybe conquering the wrong fears. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, another couple we've not spoken about yet. Zoe and Jenna. Love Zoe and Jenna. Love them, love them, love them. Um, it's such a hard one, though, with this whole baby thing, because in one respect, I can see where Jenna's saying, like, we've just got together and these are like, it's a, those, that's a big decision. We don't need to deal with that now, which is what I've said about George and April. Like, they just need to enjoy the moment. But it's, it is a big one because if you really are against the idea of it, there's going to be heart, more heartbreak down the line if they really do feel like they want to spend their lives together and one person can't give that up, you know? I said this last week that I feel like they, they need just to be out of the experiment just for the purposes of let's just see how the relationship lives by itself yeah. before we then start worrying about big. All right, Kwame. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're good. <laughs> we can go. What, uh, what, did, you, what did you think? Because did you know that um, when Kwame had taken Keisha to the, to the park bench? I wanted to go and take a photo yesterday of a park bench and just say he's got multiple properties all around England. <laughs> Uh, oh, I, I did. I think I got in a little bit of trouble because I made it. And now I'm going to get in trouble again because I'm making the same joke because I'd said it's a, either a sex dungeon, uh, human trafficking or, or a meth lab, <laughs> <laughs> which obviously I'm just saying none of those things. Obviously, we know. But um, I think it's come out now that he just he's got doesn't want people to know where his kids live. Oh, right. Was that the reason? Yeah, which is absolutely understandable. And maybe in the edit just <laughs> didn't come out. But I mean, we were all, let's face it, we were all going, what the fuck is going on here? I mean, I, I would have been mad too if I would take it. He could have taken her to a, a McDonald's or a Starbucks, couldn't he? Uh, yeah, I think it was weird. But yeah, it's just come out now in the papers that that is supposedly why, you know, because th that is really true. Because they tell you when you post stuff on social media, don't post pictures of your house. 
or in, on your thing because you you don't know what nutter is like standing outside your house do you but yeah on the homestays they take him down the street front door he can see where <laughs> yeah. everyone lives so what was the point of telling us not to post outside our house yeah that's true it's a good point like we've said i'd have to get an airbnb because my house is so messy all the time i'd have to like <laughs> i'd rent i'd trick it out with an amazing airbnb and go this is where i live had, they, had you thought about that like do they do they prep you for that presumably like if you get that far no we never talked about it and I mean I in my back of my head I was like shit what's gonna happen <laughs> well because I, I actually I assumed that would be happening I I thought I was gonna meet this guy and I was gonna go all the way through to the end it never occurred to me that I wouldn't I wouldn't be doing any of those things you know but yeah I'm I there's a little bit of me that kind of went oh my god thank god I didn't have to bring people back here <laughs> Because there was an article that came out that said inside Lara's spotless home, which my family has laughed about to no end because <laughs> honestly, it does look a little bit like we've got crack. It's a crack dens on some days. So. Right. I'm going to drive Sorry. back to Zoe yeah. and Jenna. So Zoe and Jenna. Yeah. Um, well, I, I, I feel like they're going to make I feel like they're going to go the distance. And I feel like I feel like Zoe's the kind of person who is default setting is to say no to everything. Mm. No. You know, and then I feel like she warms, she thinks about it and then she starts to come round. Like she was like, this isn't going to work. I don't like this. I don't like that. But then the next week when you see her, she's like, oh, yeah, maybe that's all right. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a good point. And the, the fact there was a question about stubbornness in the honesty box questions was. was like, <laughs> I didn't think question. Jenna needed to then reiterate it by going, yeah, it is true. She's very stubborn. <laughs> <You know>, like <laughs> She gets it. She knows it. She yeah. said it. But yeah, if you look at like even the moving thing that went from within the space of a week yeah. to no, I can't live in Blackpool. Definitely not leaving Stafford to oh, I can move halfway, you know, which is not the way it came across. Yeah. And I feel like that's a recurring thing with Zoe. But I think, you know, once Jenna gets to understand when she's with her longer, she'll just ignore the initial answer, mm -hmm. <laughs> wait 24 hours, and then let's see what Zoe thinks about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you prefer... Do you prefer camping or being able to charge your phone? Fucking charge my phone every day of the week. I <laughs> I am not a camping outdoor kind of gal. So, yeah, yeah. that'd be a no for me. <laughs> Thank yeah, you very much. Not, not for me either. I thought, who's, who's um, would you have liked Matt and Whitney's final date in the Shard? Um, yeah, but I don't know if I'd want to get in a bath with him. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if I'd want to be filmed <laughs> being in the bath. Plus, she's in a bikini, which seems really weird. <laughs> like, who goes and gets in their bikini and has a bath? It just seems like it was like the he was just awkward and bizarre, wasn't it? Yeah, like, I get a hot tub type situation, but well, let's not bring that up again. But <laughs> just um, but yeah, to be filmed sitting in a bath seems that's really. I mean, I even said I wouldn't be filmed brushing my teeth on the show. Why? And I know Col this, Colgate was probably yeah. happy when I went, yeah. Because um, my mum has a thing about it where she thinks she can't bear seeing people brush their teeth and I knew she'd be upset if she saw me brushing my teeth on television. Yeah, yeah it's been an interesting interesting journey for Zoe, Zoe and Jenna because it feels like, I feel like the veganism thing at the beginning of the series oh. was kind of blown up a bit too much. Yeah, it was, I felt bad for Jenna. Like, like there's other things going on in their lives. Let it fucking go. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. But I just wonder if it's because everything was going so well for them. But but this is the thing with the edit as well, right? They have to have, in order to, like, they, they look at it and they see what's the biggest storyline in that relationship. 
And then they have to they have to go with that. So they can't put go on a storyline where you've said something once. It has to be where it's been brought up a few times. So they've got enough filming to go to film that and go with that edit. Right. So mm-hmm. and then obviously they, you know, they're like they're a great lesbian couple. They obviously they got along right away. <laughs> but they would like be building an extension, already adopting kids. So they were like, what do we do to show that there's like conflict here and that was the only thing that they must have discussed more than three times so yeah it became a thing didn't it yeah and then middle part of the series was more more became about and towards the end has more been about sort of bigger issues like you know kids moving but also dealing with essentially matt and whitney and Zoe. Well, this is the problem as well when you've got other couples with loads of drama it then takes away from your story because obviously people want to follow the drama. And so if you're a couple that gets along, like Shanita and Jordan or J- Jenna and Zoe, you kind of get lost in the shuffle a little bit because it that takes up most of the time. And then they're like five minutes into the show and they realize they haven't filmed them doing anything. So, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's great because it's great they're getting along, but at the same time, you kind of miss, they miss the airtime, don't they? Yeah, yeah, which is a shame because it's, it's always that balance of drama and, Love, yeah. love stories and everything has, uh, has Zoe ever ended a conversation with you by saying this conversation's over <laughs> <laughs> no, the other day though somebody sent me a picture of something and there was these beautiful eggs and I went I said oh those eggs they've got to be organic because they look amazing and my friend went they're vegan and I went what the eggs <laughs> and then I, and then she said all right Zoe <laughs> <laughs> I realized I was having a Zoe egg conversation. I was like, <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> there have been people, people absolutely. I mean, they love that couple on our on our social media, but Zoe in particular, just how funny oh, she is. I love Zoe so much, so much. She makes me laugh. Um, yeah, yeah, I hope it works out from, but I just wonder if those those issues are going to be too too big. Especially I think they when... make Jenna look more serious than she is as well for some reason. I, I think yeah, Jenna, I Jenna think... always doesn't always unfortunately comes across as a bit serious on the edits, and I don't. And I think she's a lot funnier and more laid back in real life than she she appears. Yeah, so. I was I was just about to ask you that because I feel like Jenna sort of got the not that people don't like her, but she sort of got the short end of the stick a little bit in that yeah. you know even she was saying. Jesus Christ, I'm sick of talking about veganism, which I bet she has say that says that generally throughout her life because people And love... now all she talks about is uh cock wing chimes now. <laughs> Dildo wind chime. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She said I said to her, you should everybody's asking for those, you should make them. And she said, Yeah, but do you know how expensive those glass dildos are? Like they'd be they'd be so expensive to produce. And I said, Come on, you tell me you have a, you don't know a lesbian glass blower. <laughs> so there's gotta be one out there somewhere. I said, like, you need to get this sorted. Everybody wants one. I want one. She said it was. Uh, she responded to us on social media about that, saying they were they were really relaxing. But <laughs> it depends how you're using it, I suppose. <laughs> right. Last couple to talk about. Yeah. And I don't know. Shanita I mean, and Jordan. Shanita and Jordan. I mean, there's very little drama for them. There was one bit where Jordan said that he needed to be in love before they moved moved in together, yeah. which you can sort of understand. You know? But the thing with Jordan is it's not what he says, it's the way that he says it. And and bless him, he's he's a little clumsy in his words sometimes. But mm-hmm. I felt like it was hard for Shanita because I think she thought they were there. And right. then when he said that to her, she it took her, and especially at the dinner party, not in private, not in there. He then, then launched into... Uh, I, I don't know if we're if we're if I'm in love with you is basically what he was saying, isn't it? 
Mm -hmm, Um, And she thought they were in love. And then it's only then made worse by Bloody Matt and Whitney, who've been together for a hot minute, saying, oh, yeah, we're in love. And then you can see her face because it's just now it's like she's they've been through so much and they've had this beautiful romance. And then at the ninth hour, (laughs) he's like, we'll move in if I'm feeling it, but not before. Yeah, Whitney. Whitney's already Whitney's already like moving off into the sunset with Matt. Um, and so I I feel like it's it just knocked Shanita a little bit, and I feel like it's going to be maybe a bit of a problem for her because I feel like she's trying to get it back and she wants to believe in it, but I feel like she thought they were all, he was all in, and now she's not sure if he's a hundred percent. Oh, that's that's a shit. Like Kelly sort of thought earlier on that kind of midway through that. Oh, they wonder. She wondered if they were the forever kind of thing. And yeah. I'm just, I've not seen. I yeah, I was sort of surprised by that. So it'd be a shame. It'd be a shame if he got it got it for him. If it it's a work. weird thing as well. Like even though when things are going really well, if you th- if you have an idea that you are a perfect couple, which I know sounds ridiculous, but everybody has that point before they've had any real rows or everything's going so well, and then there's a little chink of somebody says some one silly thing, right? And it just eats away at you and you can't get rid of it. And then you start thinking that thing that you thought you had isn't perfect anymore. And it, it's it's like a little bit of a cancer that eats away at a relationship sometimes. And I hope that's not what's happened for them. But yeah, that's my worry. My worry is that she thought he thought she was the most magnificent thing. And now she's worried that he's not quite there. Oh, God, that'd be, that'd Sorry, be... I know you wanted to end on a high and now I've completely fucked that for you. But... <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah. I said we deliberately put these last because then we'll end <laughs> just because I'm such a bitter bitch. That's all. <laughs> well, I mean, they're all doomed. They're all doomed. <laughs> how do you think? How do you think Jordan's come across? Because I feel like he's obviously come across as a really nice, nice guy. Uh, I think Jordan again, is a nice guy. I yeah, think he's a nice guy, but I also think he's a bit. He's not. He's not grown up enough yet. I feel like he's he needs to have a few more relationships under his belt before he did right. this. Yeah, I sort of feel like we've not seen that much of him in a, in a lot of ways. We've That's because he doesn't scream at people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. If you start saying things like, beauty queen, fraud, a liar. Yeah. <laughs> we probably get to know him a little bit better. I mean, he doesn't really have any beef with anybody, does he? I mean, Jonathan's obviously coming for him behind his back. But... <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, um, we've seen a lot of Shanita's facial reactions, which have been just brilliant gold. Well, I, I, when we were at the dinner party, but, you know, if you can remember back to when I was on the show, <laughs> if you if you didn't go to the toilet during that bit, um, uh, at the dinner party, I say he's like a puppy dog, which then sparks a massive row between, <laughs> between them when she says, but sometimes you run a Rottweiler. Mm. If I tell you what, it's not, I, I don't know if it'll come on the end, but it's, I, I do it again. I don't know why I keep doing it. I keep saying stuff at the dinner party about Jordan and then she just launches in. Oh. Always me. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Jordan. I have nothing against you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I felt sorry for you. last night's dinner party when it was split in two. I felt sorry for. Jordan, because I feel like he probably get kind of gets on with everyone. I felt sorry for Sophie because she probably gets on with everyone on both both yeah. sides. Yeah, but you just sort of you're stuck then, aren't you? You've got to, you've got to it be is. in one camp or the other. I feel like that about Adrian and Thomas when they not when they don't get along, <laughs> you know, because oh. I'm friends with both of them. And you know, obviously, when they're great, it's great. But when they fall out, you know, 
as they do, you know, because Thomas is always falling out. It's it's like being the child of divorced parents. <laughs> one of them's bitching, the other one's bitching, and then they make up and it's all good again. I've got to have a Chinese wall up. I can't, <laughs> I can't say anything. I don't want to be involved. I don't want to be involved. <laughs> The uh, the honesty box questions of the uh, oh that fucking that... honesty box can go fuck itself, can't it? <laughs> they had to bring back the who's the fakest couple, didn't they? <laughs> Again, these are not. I love what it says. These questions are not here to hurt you, <laughs> aren't they? Though, <laughs> because nothing ever good has come out of that bloody box, has it? <laughs> Pandora wasn't as bad as this fucking box. <laughs> right. So that's all the couples covered, and we're coming towards the reunion ceremony and dinner party is it is it sorry is it dinner party and, and it's a dinner party and then we do like the way the commitment ceremony is we all have our time on the couch final time with the experts to say what how we've been and how we've moved on and Richie gets a chance to talk about his music because um he hasn't had much time to do that on the show <laughs> okay. like literally that's it all the how is it get, how are things going in your in in your dating life well I'm writing some songs <laughs> Like, we get it. You play music. <laughs> Move on. <laughs> so is it is it going to be full of drama? I I think it it felt dramatic. <laughs> I don't know if they'll it'll be shown as dramatic, but um, yeah, it's like I think with the thing with the end is that everyone has nothing to lose. You know, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I'm just gonna go in. I'm just gonna say whatever the fuck I like. <laughs> Screw everybody. It's a bit of a you 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 and you type situation. <laughs> Actually, you're done. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you. It's, it's Thomas. Liar, liar, liar. <laughs> Fantastic. Thank you so much for, for being our special guest host. Oh, it's been my absolute pleasure. And I'm going to then untie Kelly from the box. I put her in downstairs <laughs> so I could have this amazing opportunity. <laughs> Yeah, she suddenly just just disappeared a few days ago. Yeah, I know it's weird, right? And then then I called you up and said, "Look, Kelly really wants me to do this." So, (laughs) Uh, if you've enjoyed our podcast, please check us out on social media at Mathsysteria on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. I've been Omar Abid, and I've been Lara Air, and this has been a GI joke. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. 
quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.